What does terse mean? You know, kind of short, like me. No. Oh, your ter- <laughs> terse headings. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> all right, great. Um, <clears throat> so, as a podcast, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hi. How are you? Um. So. Uh, so yeah, here we go. Uh, I think it's been a while. Has it been a while? I think it has. I think it's been like a week and a half. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's. Uh, it's definitely been a while when uh, when Dana starts asking, "Hey, what what are you guys are you okay?" okay? <laughs> and by that I mean, um, are any of you left? Because uh, <clears throat> co-hosts keep abandoning ship. Yes, yeah, we're okay. I thought, I thought that meant uh, when she said, "Are you okay?" I thought that meant did Super drive off Jess too? Is that is that that's, what happened? I think that's what was implied. implied. That's how I read it. Implied. No. No, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so we're back, and a lot of stuff has happened. Has it? A lot of, a lot of fun stuff. A lot I of terrible hope been, stuff. Hope you've been keeping a list because my well, list is short and depressing. Oh, is it terse? It's, it's terse. terse. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I don't really have a list, but I got a lot to talk about. So, it's Super Podcast Four Thirty Four. The terse, a terse, not terse. <laughs> Terse podcast, <clears throat> and uh, and I got a little uh, I got a little sore. I got a, I don't know if it's a sore throat, but I got um, like a no. Oh, I got you a, have the Rona again? Actually, I don't think I got the Rona again, but I have been sneezing a lot today. So uh, so uh, yeah. Everybody's oh, gonna think you have the Rona. Yeah, <clears throat> right, right, right. But uh, but yeah. So I may sound a little weird. I may not sound as weirder. Uh, weirder as uh as uh i don't know uh what would what were some of the verbs that people would not verbs adjectives that people would use when they describe my voice luscious uh, no those are words you described yourself amazing oh yeah you're right yeah i forgot um anyway there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about but <clears throat> among the most uh fun is uh the accusations against matt Ga- gates which was like uh do you know about this? Um, I read about it. It involved underage girls and nude pictures. Is that correct? No, he would object. He would object. It was only one. So far, it's only been he's only been accused of one underage woman. Uh, let's see, f- pictures of other women and uh, 
uh, shown on con- on the on the floor of Congress, and all sorts of lewd and lascivious accusations being tossed around. Um, yeah. Then there's extortion, FBI extortion. Now that one I was a little bit less clear on. That had to do with his Bob, father, right? Bob Levinson. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. Bob Levinson is not his father. No, yeah. Bob Levinson is not his father. Um, Bob but, Levinson has been missing since what, like 2007? It uh, it looks like 2007. Uh, missing FBI agent in and, Iran. Uh, in Iran, right? And his family last year said he's probably uh, he's probably deceased. So very not not a good not, not a good, good thing. But yeah, not confirmed, but probably uh, probably has passed away. Um, and uh, and so a sad part of this story. So, so okay, so basically this is what happens. Basically, um, Matt Gates. No, the New York Times comes out with this report. The report says that he is an under under investigation for having relations with a 17-year-old uh, girl. But also what makes it what's key here is that he paid for her travel across state lines because that makes it a federal matter as far as right. I understand it, right? Um he can he so so uh they, they said that the the re- another important detail is that he has been under investigation uh, for this since the Trump administration. So this is not trumped up Biden charges. It's uh, It was under uh, Attorney General Barr. And and that um, occasioned one of one of my most brilliant tweets, I have to say. This is the only reason we're talking about this story. Oh, it's, to, to link back to your tweet? Okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I had a great, great tweet. I was very proud of it. I was like, you know... I should probably just leave Twitter after this. It's so good. So here's what it is. When I hear it, here it goes. I'm ready. It it, it goes. Some days you gets the bar, but well, some days the bar gets you. <laughs> get it? I get it. Because bar. I, get it. I, I got bar. it. I got it. He got gets. He did, but he was he had been avoiding him because he'd been under investigation, right? Like he wouldn't show up anywhere where he was. <laughs> yeah. No. That. That's kind of weird, right? What is that because he didn't want to answer questions about the I think he did not he didn't want to, to probably be photoed with him. Be, well, I well, I guess that's true. I mean, if he's under investigation, you don't want to be seen yeah. Yeah, as I guess. cavorting. Right. But yeah. I thought it was more that he was afraid that he would try to put, you know, put him in a position of having to talk oh, about okay. the investigation. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of those seem kind of reasonable. Yeah, they made it sound like he was like, "Ew, I don't want to be around this <laughs> icky character." Um, Which it could be that. It could be that. Could be that too. That could be part of it. But uh, but anyway, you see what happened was. So then, all right. So it's like you know, it's the New York Times. Um, they sometimes they exaggerate or they have bad sources, and you know, you can't always just you can't go with everything they say. So I mean, they're clear. They clearly have a bias. Um, that doesn't mean you have to discount everything they say, which is what a lot of dumb people say. But whatever. So you're like, all right, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. But you can't because Getz then that night rushed out to where did he go to? It was Tucker Carlson. Tucker right? Carlson, and that was a very oh. awkward interview. Holy moly! Did you see that whole thing? I only saw clips of it, oh, but talk- Tucker looked even it. even more confused than usual. Very con- <laughs> He normally yeah. has a look of confusion. Yeah, yeah. But several this was like several levels more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it's quite an interview. Um he so 
Gats seems very befuddled and desperate and just, uh, you know, he argues his case, but so he says that, uh, well, first of all, he tweeted about this. He said, this FBI agent is after, is trying to extort me and my family. He went to my father and asked for $25 million to make this go away. And then I went to the FBI and then my father wore a wire to try to catch the other FBI uh, agent. And he's demanding that the FBI release audio of this supposed recording with the FBI agent trying to extort them. So it got crazy real quick. Yeah. Like, like, whoa, okay, well, I guess we have to pay attention now. Then he goes on to Carlson and has a bizarre interview where it's like, look, he kind of seems like he's on meth or crack or whatever, but also if the accusations, like the accusations of FBI extortion are true, and this comes out in the press, then I could also see why you might be befuddled and not very put together when you're defending yourself, even on a friendly station like like Tucker Carlson's uh, show. But yeah, wow. You, it's worth watching the whole thing. It is bizarre. So at a certain point, he's like, yeah, the FBI is after me. They're you know, extorting me. They're crazy. And then he says, "You, there was this one girl, you'll remember, you were yeah, with us. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and he's like, this young lady, you were with us at dinner. And your wife, your wife was, was, was with us. You'll remember her. And Tucker's like, what the what? hell are you talking about? Yeah, and he's like, he... She later was told by the FBI that if she didn't uh, tell them uh, some information about me, that she would get in trouble. You remember her. And Carlson's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this woman that you're talking about. Like, it's just crazy. And then he goes on further to say, he's like, I'm not the only one on this show who's been falsely accused of sexual Uh harassment. You also were accused, <gasps> falsely accused 20 years ago of, and Tucker's like, why are you bringing this why, up? Like, what do you bring that up? Most... That does not exactly ingratiate <sighs> you on the it show. Like, why are you doesn't, Right? This? Like, I don't understand the strategy of that. Like, I've seen, I've seen people do this when they're really desperate and they're grasping at straws and they're like reaching to try to drag someone into their sphere of influence to say like yeah 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 you're just like me right like you're falsely accused right like that one time and carlson's just like uh yeah you're talking about a viewer who is mentally ill and made these accusations and uh you know like bizarre like it's really crazy yeah and you could (laughs) tell at that point that it was like tucker was like, how do I extricate myself from this? And he came back later and was kind of like, I don't think we've learned really anything from that bizarre interview. He was super nonplussed. I mean, he was super nonplussed. Overly plussed, uh, hyper, uber plussed is what he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so we went to the commercials and then he comes back and he's like, that was. One of the most, what did he say? One of the most uh, confusing, yeah, interviews I've ever had. He's like, didn't clear much up. Nope. Didn't clear up much. More questions than we had going in. Yeah. Uh, Wow. It was, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. So since then, he has, oh, man. So since then, the FBI agent came out, and he's, of course, he's saying, you know, this isn't, this isn't what happened. You see what happened was. So he says that he 
did ask for money, but it wasn't extortion. <laughs> I know. I saw that in the interview. It's like, wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You're admitting it. You're just calling it something else. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a great headline on it. It was like, <laughs> FBI agent uh, confirms demand for money, uh, denies extortion. Like, right. What? 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 <laughs> I'm just making up stuff now because that kind of sounds like extortion. It's just right. there's no there are no good people involved in this story. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound right. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like uh, everybody in the story just uh, they they poor chosely is what they, they did. did poor chosely. The more you say that, the more it sounds right. The more it sounds like it's a thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> I should stop doing that because then it'll be like supposedly, and that's never... you're going to say that one day in the dentist chair, and it's going to oh get my lord real quick. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Anyway, so but it'll be a great story, and I'll have to tell it three times. You'll, you'll have to tell it many times. It's great, we finally remembered. That's that's yeah. amazing. Um. So so what he says is that he told them it would be good if you gave twenty five million dollars to the FBI to try to help them get Bob Levinson back from Iran. That would that would inspire some goodwill in the FBI who are trying to take down your son. To me, I would think so, that would just seem like you're just being sneaky. Like, yeah, that sounds like a shakedown. And also, why why do all these like uh, Iran um, uh, money funding affairs like they all have to do with Iran? Like it's just you know the there's, there's the Iran Contra affair. And now there's this the gets underage. Bob Levinson affair. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, craziness all around. Now, uh, did I see that Trump did put out a statement about him? Because for days yeah. and days and days, it was like Trump world is distancing themselves from the scandal. Yeah. Hasn't said anything. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, he puts out a statement. So, so he did after a further report that said that Matt Gitz had asked for he had he'd asked for a blanket immunity okay wait there's more before that so now as soon as the new york times things dropped i was like all right i want to look into this see what's going on here cuz i hate gets i think he's a scumbag i've always thought that yeah um uh, and uh i i so i looked for some previous tweets and there was these weird there's this weird association he has with some guy in florida oh uh, i know where you're going to go with this yeah who okay. was who was like indicted for sex trafficking in like a year ago, and he has a relationship with Getz. He's like a real guy who was really indicted for sex trafficking underage people. Now, um, uh, people so some you know people on the left definitely who, who like hated Getz were like, well, you know, how come he's taking photos with this guy? Who is this guy? Blah blah blah. So now there's a report that that guy. Is cooperating with the government. This this is not confirmed. This is just a rumor, and that's why they have information on Getz. Craziness, right? So then the New York Times says this was yesterday. I think they had another report that said that Getz went to the to Trump and asked for blanket immunity for himself and for an associate associate in Florida against all future indictments. <laughs> Which kind of, I mean, it kind of sounds like something he would do. 
ask for that. Of course right? it's so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may not be that guy. Maybe right. he just knows a few people who need blanket. I, and who wouldn't want a blanket indictment? Wouldn't? wouldn't. I would take a pillow indictment. I would take any kind of, you know, <laughs> my pillow indictment. My, wait, no. Blanket, wait, that blanket. might. That might no, I don't want indictment. I want immunity. That's what I want. You want a my pillow yeah. indictment. That's what you want. That's no, I definitely do not. Uh wow. I poor Chosley there. <laughs> he definitely poor Chosley. <laughs> this show is not gonna make sense to anybody. You no. have to, you've had to have listened to the last five episodes to understand any of these references. I apologize. And every once in a while we pull out a reference from like five years ago that neither one of us really remember why it was funny. But it was. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, let's see, when I said candles or virtue, remember? I said candles. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was. Yeah, uh, at least five years ago to get a Jackie Chan reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Osteoporogis. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. Osteoporogis. What about that That's one? Good. That's a good one. Anyway, all right, we're, we're chasing All right, back on track, track, back on track. Okay. My pillow indictment for you. So then, this is then there was a my pillow indictment. And uh, so some people, some people are suggesting that uh, this guy was about to be indicted and he, so Matt Getz was associated with him and he was trying to get blanket immunity for both of them. Um, nobody knows if this is true, but if that were the case, wow. I mean, that would, that would take him down hard. What I don't understand at first I thought this is, oh, oh, okay. So then Trump comes out and makes a statement. He says, um, absolutely not. Um, you know, he never made a uh, he never made a request to me um, directly. And people are pointing out that that is not what the New York Times report said. It said that he went to the White House and made these requests, right. but not necessarily that he spoke to Trump. Now, I don't know that that detail really matters because Trump has shown that he doesn't really care about the details, right. like. You know, like if he had said he uh, Matt gets never never came to the White House and never asked me, they would just say, "Well, he's lying." Like, of course right. he's lying. He lies all the time, so it's not a, you know not that Joe Biden doesn't because he definitely has been lying up a storm ever since he got into office. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. bad. It's man. so bad. I really, I really like. I really thought he would be you thought he slightly was just, just senile, but not deceitful. Yeah, I thought he would be slightly less deceitful than Trump when he got in. No. And no, like, the thing is, I've been thinking about this. Trump is very, like, uh, openly, yes. uh, like, loud about his dumb lies because he, he knows that his followers will mindlessly repeat them anyway. Biden is, like, sneaky about him. He's He knows that he's, it doesn't matter what the people think. It right. It only matters what... Like what he can get the press to mimic, and, and it's so pretty easy for him to get the press to mimic it. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been like, look, I was under no delusion that this was an honest man. I never believed right. that, but I really thought that he he would be slightly less deceitful than he has been. Like the whole thing about how there was no vaccine before he came. Oh into my gosh! And all these things, all these milestones that he's setting that were already going to be met? Are you kidding me? Right, right, right. Some of them. Now, then, of course, the other side has to stupidly lie about it, too. Like, they'll say, yeah, so the milestone he set was, like, 100 million vaccinations by 100 days. Right. And a reporter pointed out very early on, they're like, "Uh, we're going to meet that. We're already going to meet that. (laughs) Right. That's not much of a (laughs) 
milestone, sir, and he got all upset. And, That's and a milestone for the last guy. Yeah, he, he got up in a huff and ran off. Now, it's dumb to say that that this is... Uh, it's dumb for either side to say that their guy did it all. That's absurd, right? And so we're getting to... we're get, It was a joint thing, is what I'm saying. Trump started it off... Did a good job with uh, with what's it, that uh, program that he that he, you know he put billions of dollars into to get big pharma to to give us vaccine. Great, did a good job. Pass it off to Biden. Uh, Biden's done an okay job implementing that. Now we're at twenty five percent of American adults uh, vaccinated. The hospitalizations are plummeting. Right, mm-hmm. everything's plummeting. Yeah. Everything's getting better. It's it's stupid of either side to be like my guy did it all, you know. Like, right. but that's that's what both sides have to do. So whatever. Anyway, he's just been insanely deceitful about it. Yes. But but anyway, so go back to the thing. Um, what was the point? Gets uh, yes. he so so that that is the the accusation that's out there. And uh, and wow, like if that's true, it's just gonna be crazy. Oh, this is what I don't get. This is what I don't get. If Trump knew about all this stuff, and I would think that he would know, either Barr would have told him, or he would have heard about it through some other source, like not even maybe Getz, because I think Getz might be ashamed of it and not tell anybody, but some other, like a staffer or somebody else might have leaked it to other Republicans who might have told Trump, right? right? But in the last two months... Trump has come out and said that Getz is the future of the Republican Party. That's awkward. So it's like, did you not know about these things that could have possibly like destroyed this guy's, you know, political? I don't know. It's now, just weird. Now Trump and Barr kind of had a kind of I don't know awkward relationship. So I mean, isn't it possible he didn't know anything about this? Uh, but right. But I also think that. Trump is not Getz, right? Like right. Trump was able to get away from that, and and who know who why you know why would we think that Getz would be able to do the same thing? I don't, right? You know, I don't. Believe, but yeah, it's bizarre. There's all sorts of weird little details in this story. Like Getz was against um, uh, laws that were going to punish. Uh, yes. Vet, you know, and and now there's a report in retrospect that- that's a little creepy. <laughs> It's a little creepy. And then there's a report that he was showing like creepy, you know, sex videos of himself with his with his paramours on the floor of Congress to other yes. Congress people. And it's like, look, that's that's not illegal because he made sure that it wasn't illegal, but that's very, very creepy, and it makes you think that it's much more likely that he right. did this terrible right. thing. So uh, oh, wow. he also was I remember this. This was nuts. He defended Katie Hill. Yes. Now she kind of stepped back from him this week, didn't she? She stabbed him in the back. So he comes out and defends her. Like this isn't fair. They shouldn't have done this to her. And we're like, what? What are you? Why are you doing this? Like you, we know you have no principles. So what possible reason would you be out to defend Katie Hill unless you want to be a part of her next thruple? Um, but but then after she left Congress uh, and found out about what happened to him. She stabbed him in the back. She's like, yep. oh, no, he needs to resign. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, sorts of mendacities, mendacities out there. Yeah. yeah. Florida. Choking on almonds. Cho- choking on have moral you, almonds. Have you choked on any almonds, moral or otherwise, this week? Uh, um, 
Hell, I don't know about moral ones, but I'm not going to tell you because everyone makes fun of me in the in the in the Papillon DMs, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So we just all assume that you've choked on some kind uh, of that every uh, week. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, there was this great. Let's see. I'm just going to move on. Is there any other? Are there no. are there any other stuff? Gosh, there was so much. There were like weird tweets that people found that seemed kind of creepy in light of the accusations. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He definitely should have cleared out his Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's entertaining. I don't know. I don't really have a dog in the fight. I mean, I've always thought he was a scumbag. I definitely yeah. do not want him to be the future of the Republican no. Party. But he has I been dead be- to me ever since he tried to strong arm Georgia into picking Trump's pick for Senate. <sighs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then, all right. So now we got to. Now you brought it up. We yeah. got to talk how to talk about how Trump backstabbed Georgia yet again. Again, I mean, can can he just not get out of the way? I mean, <laughs> Georgia is in the middle. I mean, this state, what a mess! I mean, mm-hmm. to honestly be, you know, attacked by Trump for months over the election, and then the runoff debacle of all the Republicans deciding to stay home because that was better than voting, apparently. And now they passed this law. Wh- whatever you think of the law, it's not how it's being represented in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, now yeah. There, there might be some things that you can argue for better or for worse in the law, but it's not a Jim Crow era law. And they actually, people that a couple of months ago, Resistance Twitter were swooning over, like Brad Raffensperger, um, you know, they've come out and defended this law. He wrote an article for National Review going over some of the um, bigger lies out of Biden and Senator Warnock and mm-hmm. going over the differences between how it's being portrayed and what it actually yeah. does and comparing it to other states. And at a time when they've passed this law that they're getting all this kind of ridicule from, from the media, from Biden, from basically corporations, everybody, oh, Trump yeah. decides Ridiculous. to step in and, of course, and slap them around some. Slap them around some. Right. Like you've got to be kidding me! Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. He just cannot help himself. But the only thing is, is it's just a press release, and it doesn't make the splash that it used to on Twitter. He doesn't oh, command really doesn't. the attention yeah. that he used to get, and so it was kind of like just one of these. Okay, Grandpa, thanks for sending out your chain mail. Go back to oh. bed. <laughs> wow. no that's true and in fact um most of the reaction was from liberals making fun of georgia like you get that's what you get for trying to appease trump and whatever and and i don't it's one of those annoying things uh we see on the right too where um you know this is funny because i actually wanted to to bring this up where i see this a lot and it really gets me annoyed where um somebody uh who it was a Trump, like, you know, very anti-Trump, um, but voted for for uh, uh, Biden and mm-hmm. then complains about something Biden did. And people will rip into them and be oh, like... Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, I, I mean, I don't, because there's so many that I can't even keep track of, of this stupid criticism. But, but it's idiotic to be like, oh, you voted for him. You must never criticize them ever or you're a moron. Like, what? I don't. Right. 
like of course it's not like it's not like once you vote you lose your right to criticize the people you voted for what kind of idiotic suggestion is that it's just so dumb it's just emblematic of how stupid we've all gotten with our dumb little arguments that people retweet on twitter but don't actually make any sense and uh and that's one of them right the the libs were attacking georgia like see what you did you did this for trump and now he stabbed you in the back how about they did it because they thought it was the right thing to do right I don't Maybe think they did it for Trump. Stuff. I don't think they did it for no, Trump at all. <laughs> um, and some of it was actually good common sense stuff that yeah. any yeah, other yeah, year yeah. people would be praising, but no. Right. We and can't some do that this year. Out, some people have pointed out that some of the laws are actually expanding access. They are. Right? It's increasing early well, voting and it's in, it's putting into place ramifications if people have to wait longer than an hour at their precinct, forcing those precincts to add more voting places so and you know there are always some counties that have more problems with that than others Mm -hmm. and the state is always the one that gets blamed (laughs) so i think that it's probably wise for the state to step in and say you know fine you know you're going to have all these long lines you're going to be forced to increase the amount of of polling places because the state's the one that takes the blame every single time they leave these things up to the precincts and then the state gets blamed and Man, the whole thing like, what go on i'm really becoming a fan of uh, of georgia georgia republicans i am too just like they have their head on straight and they're really trying to do good stuff even though nationally everyone craps on them and trump yes. craps on them and, and the media uh lies about them and blame and accuses them of the stupidest like come on it's so lazy and the whole dumb signature just match like, thing was so frustrating too because i know how how the media and the left like portray you know having to show id but yeah. signature match was very subjective and it was very time consuming yeah, and yeah. this is cuts back on not just the subjective nature of it but also the time aspect. So mm-hmm. I just think that that's wise. Like 97% of Georgians, I think, have a driver's license. And there are other ways that you can prove identification without a driver's license. Yeah. So there are provisions well, and then, for that. And, and, you know, Signature Match was one of the uh, things that they were complaining about that they said was the cause of... Right. Uh, of of the uh, you know supposed uh, stealing of the election and whatever. So if you do away with that, then you're not going to allow anyone, Republican or Democrat, right. to be able to make those accusations of voter fraud. But it doesn't matter because this isn't in good faith at all. Like no. they don't actually believe the stupid crap they that they're against Georgia. They just you know they just know that if they make it sound as bad as possible, that morons like the idiots at Coke will uh, not Coke brothers, but but. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the the soda will leave the state, and then MLB. That was disappointing. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like, anytime, anytime these stupid corporations uh, immediately respond to uh, to a campaign, it's always a mistake. It is. Like, give it a few days. <laughs> like, it's. But, I mean, pass. don't you see? I mean, it's like you know what's going to happen now, though. In the past, it was kind of like you saw some corporations kind of like try to stay apolitical about it. But these days, you can pretty much count that they're going to bend the knee, so to yeah. speak, <laughs> yeah. um, so that they don't get backlash because they live or die by Twitter, not by the real world or, you know, real opinions. Yeah. Um, and so when Biden started pressuring the Major League Baseball to move the All-Star game, it was like, well, 
duh, of course they're going to. And now, what, a couple of days later, he's kind of trying to backpedal on the Masters? It's like, you, you can't have it both ways. Did did he really not think they were going to move the All-Star game? I don't, I don't get what the calculus is there other than just lying and trying to um, paint George in a bad light. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's really bad. And and the thing is, uh, you know, this kind of extremist uh, behavior on the left really justifies the radicalization on the right. Cause it does, because like, it just proves how... it to them. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, look, they're so extreme. What's the point of being moderate? What's the point of being right. bipartisan? What's the point of reaching across the aisle? They're just going to cut our heads off. And, you know, they kind of have a point here. It's, and it, it's just, it it's makes so it easier ridiculous. for them to fall for demagogues or people that come out and say it's all fake news. Yeah, um, right. Because a lot right. of it, <laughs> at this yeah. point, you can't deny that... Yeah. Um, at least you have the media acting as activists. Yeah. They're not, you know, fair, objective, yeah. you know, no, no, no. you know, with, with the news or any point of view. And yeah. then they're outright lying in some cases. And it's just, I don't know where it ends. You, you need somebody that can call it out when it's happening, but um, not in Trump way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good every now and then, but. But eventually, like, you have to have some substance behind your, right. you know, screeching and yelling and right. exactly. whatever. Uh, no, we're doomed. Just forget about it. But, uh, but anyway, so that's that. Yeah, George is getting, uh, getting screwed. Um, let's see. There were some great, great things. Oh, well, I mean, there was a thing. So I just posted on my website a uh, thoroughly unpopular thing. You have a website? Um, I do have a website. Oh. I yeah yeah yeah. Uh, no one goes to it, but uh, but I go to it. I have a great time there. And uh, so so the New York Times a little while ago, uh, well, just a few days ago, they published this thing where they said that that the Trump campaign had figured out this scheme to um, to get more money out of donors, and oh. it was a little. Oh, that's going to be a really depressing, shady story. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Well, I mean, it's not true because it's in the, in the in the failing New York Times. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what they what they uh, or, uh, what they reported was that um, what the Trump campaign did is when you when you went to go do a donation on the website, they had this little box where you could make the donation recurring, right? <laughs> And what they figured out is that they, if they just uh, auto-clicked that box for you, then they could make a lot more money. <laughs> wow. Now, the problem with that, of course, is that many, many people didn't realize this. And so they went on there, and they would make one donation, and then realized that they had authorized the Trump campaign to oh, make no. many, many their name. And, uh, and then a lot of people lost a lot of money. So, you know... Um, Trump has pointed out that this happens on, on many campaigns is that people unwittingly send money when they don't intend to, but it really seemed like this was the point of yeah. what they were, they were trying to get them to, uh, to do this. So, so anyway, um, I thought, man, that's pretty bad. Like, I, let me just read you the, the first one. Um, they had, they had this, this is the first story. Um... Stacy Blatt 
was in hospice care last September, listening to Rush Limbaugh's dire warnings about how badly Donald Trump, Trump's campaign needed money when he went online and chipped in everything he could, $500. It was a big sum for a 63-year-old battling cancer and living in Kansas City on less than $1,000 per month. But that single contribution, federal records show it was his first ever, quickly multiplied. Another 500 was withdrawn the next day, then 500 the next week, and every week through mid-October oh. without, without his knowledge until Mr. Blatt's bank account had been depleted and frozen. When his utility and rent payments bounced, he called his brother Russell for help. What the Blatts soon discovered was $3,000 in withdrawals by the Trump campaign in less than 30 days. They called their bank and said they thought they were victims of fraud. It felt, Russell said, like it was a scam. But what the Blatts believed was duplicity was actually an intentional scheme to boost revenues oh, by the Trump no. campaign. <laughs> and the, this is key, and the for-profit company that process, process its online do donations, WinRed, that's key, that it was a for-profit company because they could make whatever money they wanted. Right. They're not... They're not uh, bound by, by donation rules. So uh, anyway, this goes on. Um, but it's by the failing New York Times, so it's clearly all false. So I went <laughs> and uh, I, I thought, if this is true, I bet you there are, there are tweets from you know Trump people um, from before this article came out um, angry about this because everybody tweets about everything. And so I went, uh, I went on, Twitter, on a little Twitter search and I found a bunch of them, and I sent them to you last night. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Yes, oh, I you do. do. Okay. But oh. I didn't know that you compiled them into a little post for your cute little website. Yeah, I yeah. So I compiled them into a cute little post for for my cute little website, and uh, it has three views and zero <laughs> comments. No, it has more views than that, but <laughs> but not many. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I really, I'm really finding my niche. My niche is hated by everyone on the right and hated by everyone on the left. It's great. It's a great. It's a great little. Niche. There's nobody that likes me, but you know, I'm comfortable with There's that. There's some people that All like right. hating you. <clears throat> yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. So uh, the worst one I found. This one's really bad. It's a uh, Curtis Barry Curtis, and I think it's real because I went through his timeline and he seemed like a. You know, like an earnest uh, Trump supporter, he tweeted to Trump when he had a, his account back in October. He said, "President Trump, I am a loyal supporter. I am a 100% disabled vet. Somehow, your campaign charged my credit card two thousand dollars. I did contribute forty-five dollars." Oh my goodness! He, in all caps, I cannot afford two thousand dollars. Please correct correct this ASAP. This is a Hillary tactic, not a Trump tactic. Please. Uh, I don't know what it is. Please court. I don't know what that means. But uh, but yeah, so I found a few of these. Not, I mean, it's not a lot. It's like I found a thousand. You know, I found a, a, a handful of people tweeting about it. Um, now, that guy, I don't know if he got his money back, but later, I mean, he was still supportive of Trump. He said, uh, Mr. President, thank you from, from my heart for everything you do. I am a 69-year-old combat Vietnam veteran. And he goes on, uh, he's like, so he. this was after he got swindled out of $2,000. So, you know, a lot of these people still support Trump and they blame the companies that he's associated with and not right. for what happened. But, uh, but I thought it was interesting just because, um, you know, I was able to find so many people. So who, about it. who poor Chosley? Was it the people that signed up or was it WinRed? 
Well, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where I it doesn't it's, it's not illegal, right? But it's uh, sneaky. Definitely I sneaky. Mean, but you know, if have uh, you thought about doing this for the Patreon? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're doing the opposite for the Patreon. So <laughs> that's, we forget- was, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Uh, we forgot to build them those we last month. So you guys- <laughs> we're doing the reverse win red. Yeah, doing lose red. <laughs> lose soup is what we're doing. That's our that's our campaign. Uh, yeah, that's not going well. That's not going well. But, you know, I was reading through the responses to that, and of course, it's just like, oh, the New York Times is lying, the New York Times is lying, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I so nobody cares. believed nope. that that happened, but maybe it didn't happen as in big numbers as reported. It just, seem, it just seemed like something that a company like soliciting donations would do. Maybe that was mean on my part, but I think they're all nefarious, but Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, so what they did is is uh, the New York Times reported on the... So you can find these numbers on how much um, Trump's uh, uh, campaigns refunded to people and how much the, the Democrats refunded. And so here's... Let's see, I just found it here. Overall, the Trump operation refunded 10.7% of the money it raised on WinRed in 2020. That's a lot! Are you kidding? 10%! (laughs) The Biden's, that's in the year of 2020. The Biden's operation refund rate on ActBlue, the parallel Democratic online donation processing platform, was 2.2% federal record show. So five times as much for uh the trump operation so yeah you know he's right in his statement he said you know people make mistakes and they're gonna ask for refunds and you give them refunds but that's a lot Uh, of refunds yeah yeah they said that they said that it was so there were so many accusations of fraud and demands for refunds that that the the trump like uh refunds they were they were showing up on the on the radar for like all credit companies wow. across the country it was it was a small percentage it was like two percent but think about that like the of all of the billions possibly yeah. trillions of interactions credit interactions in the united states uh one almost two percent of those were refunds from the trump campaign that's crazy <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah yeah you gotta love it um you know what i what makes me wonder is if there was a lot of these people, I did find one who said, hey, like, you've lost my vote, you know, like, this right. isn't cool, like, you took my money. Um, now, I kept looking at his Twitter account, and he was still, like, he, you know, if somebody does that to you, you may not support Trump, but you're still going to be Republican. Right. So he still made fun of Nancy Pelosi, he still talked crap about AOC, all this stuff, right? Um, but what if, what if maybe just 10,000 people yeah. not to vote for Trump because he took their money. That could have made a huge difference in a lot of states, yeah. you know? So if only we uh, had known that he was known for scamming people. Out of if money. only someone would have told us, <laughs> I, it makes me upset. Cause I, I didn't know. I did I not didn't know. know. No, 2016. Nobody knew. No. Nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody really knows because they can't go back and listen to our podcast. <laughs> Stop that. Oh, that's right. Nuke, oh, like, 300 right. podcasts. 
Oh my gosh, I could rewrite my entire history. You know, I have been pro-Trump since the beginning of this <laughs> podcast in 2012, and no one can refute me on that <sighs> because all those podcasts are gone. So, so there you go. Sad. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was an update. Let's see. Uh, okay, this is pretty magnificent. So the 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 New York Times thing comes out like two days ago. And uh, and people went online to see if the if that box was still checked, where you get a monthly recurring donation. Right? It was. It's still oh. checked. Here's the here's what it says. We need your help to draft Trump for president. Check this box if you want Trump to run again. Uncheck this box if you do not stand with Trump. And then in smaller text, make this a monthly recurring donation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you would think that the New York Times article would shame these people to change it. It got worse. They changed it and they made it worse. Here's what it says now. We need to know we haven't lost you to the radical left. If you uncheck (laughs) this box, we will have to tell Trump you're a defector and sided with the Dems. Check this box and we can win back the house and Trump to run in 2024. Oh my gosh. Make this a monthly recurring donation. So, um, pretty fantastic. Pretty down on the the sleaziness. I I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I don't know if uh, that was at the direction of Matt Gates or uh, his date that uh, he went on with uh, Tucker Carlson, but uh, anyway, something's going on. So, uh, so yeah, good stuff. All around good stuff. Happy, happy, happy good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, that all sounds yeah. like lots of poorly chosen. Chosen yeah, early. no, chosen. Uh, yeah, in fact, um, Ann Coulter has turned on him yet again. And this is her tweet. I forgot about Ann Coulter. Oh, she hasn't really done much lately. She hasn't. Uh, she says, alert Trumpsters, please stop falling for Trump scams. He's not running again. He's not going to overturn the 2020 election. And he's not starting a new cable network. And then she tweeted to the uh, failing New York Times fake news um, article. So, so yeah, that's some, uh, that's some people, good stuff. People I haven't thought about in a while. Ann Coulter. And Matt Drudge. Matt Drudge, yeah, he's still he's still churning, but I think a lot of people have turned on him. Um, and so, uh, so every yeah. once in a while, he used to tweet. He deleted like within a day, but he used to tweet. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, tweet that's anymore. Right. And it would make news, like it, it was would. a big deal. Uh, yeah, that's odd. Um, all right, let's see him. Okay, we got some time. Let's see. There's some other stuff. Okay, I sent you this. I thought this was really funny. So, I don't know why I some you know some people like you don't know why you follow them, and then you see a tweet and you're like, why do I follow that guy? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Drew Holden is a guy I follow. He doesn't follow me. That's especially weird. Oh, he's I the one that does all the tweet receipts, isn't he? Is that what he does? I do not know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so I saw this tweet and I. Uh, agreed with it one billion billion percent one million percent and uh and so i was gonna send it to you and then i read the thread and i was like oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i think it's it's uh it's worthy you can of, agree uh, with his mission his mission is I, I don't think you would agree with his mission because basically it's all in the direction it, of media criticism but gotcha 
Yeah, it's. I don't know if you would consider it Twitter gotcha. He he go. He points out a lot of hypocrisy, which oh, I guess he can cross over. I, I guess that can cross over into Twitter uh, gotchas if you go too far. Yeah. But he normally starts off with like lots of screenshots and then delves into um, you know lots of screaming. So yeah, it depends. I mean, like there's some honest things to scream about. It's just uh. But is it worth it? Is it worth it to scream? Oh, no. No, no, no. Too much. It's really not. No, no, no. Too too much screaming. Everybody's doing it. Everyone's addicted to it. That's why I stopped because I I was doing that for a while. And now it's just like, oh, oh, everybody's doing this. This is not good. I'll scream at you when I scream. (laughs) And when you steal my ketchup. uh, I will steal your ketchup because there's a ketchup shortage. There's a ketchup shortage. I know. Data alerted us to this. I thought it was so funny because I sent you that story last night and you didn't even make a comment. You didn't even care. Not even a little. Totally nonplussed, whatever that means. That's because I'd seen it already. So Whatever. We do this thing where we send each other articles and then tell each other that we've seen it already. No, no, no. I have seen them already. No, you haven't. Act like you've seen them already, but oh, I, yeah. I am, uh, I do not choose poorly, poor choop. Anyway, whatever. All right, let's get back to this Drew Holden guy. All right, so <laughs> Can't even say it wrong. I, no, 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 no. I've had a few drinks. So the so this is what he that what he tweets, and I absolutely agree with this. Um, just not how he got here. So he says the truth is that lots and lots of people really love wallowing in self pity, and we live in a society largely devoid of accountability and entirely incapable of telling someone who waves the flag of trauma that things aren't actually all that bad and they need to buck up. Absolutely true. I feel like that's kind right. of my mission now. Like I've made that my mission. Like guys, things are not that bad, and the world is full of miracles that God created for us to enjoy. And be grateful and thankful about them. And that doesn't mean don't complain about politics. Definitely do, because it's terrible. But don't add to the terribleness by being dishonest about stuff. Right. So anyway, I was like, oh, this is great. This is this is perfect. But then I read where he how he got there. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, 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 no. So it's an it's a New York Times article. Oh, let me see if I can get the headline. Okay. It's a New York Times article. And uh, he links the tweet. Here's here's some comments from people in the article. I foc- I'm sure all these are women because, I mean, come on. I focus on enjoying the little things because those are things I can control. Another quote. I feel braver than I did before. Another one. I care m- much more about being with people who make me feel whole now. And the question from the New York Times is, how have, how have we been transformed by the pandemic? Uh, the the title is Our B4 No Longer Makes Sense How Do We Live Now? And it goes, as we look ahead to life after the pandemic, many people are reflecting on deep personal questions about loss, love and how to live. Okay, like it's a little, you know, over dramatic. It's I like mean, a little... it's the New York Times. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is this is how he responded. He said, "This largely reads like the spoiled complaints of college-educated people, predominantly from cities, either finding themselves or deciding they're going to care even more about themselves." But I repeat myself, and he quotes some. Th- that sounds like you and me, by the way. But it anyway, uh, people. <laughs> Jeffrey Hate Freen. What kind of what, what kind of name huh? is that? Jeffrey. 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 Jeff, like Jeff, but then with green, like Jeffreen. 
Is that a girl? Is that <laughs> That's a boy? not a name. It's not a name. Yeah, I think they made this up. Jeffreen Hayes from Chicago. Quote, I am falling back in love with myself, taking extra time each day to care for my African violets and orchids, how I plan to live my life moving forward, no more doing for others what I do not want to do. I am centering my attention on the things that give me peace. Now, look. I wouldn't put it that way. That sounds a little gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, <laughs> but I don't. I this seems pretty. F- I, this seems like what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people are realizing, like, wow, I probably should work less and enjoy life more. And that's right. what they're learning from the pandemic. And I have zero problem with the New York Times finding some flowery quotes from people who are realizing that. I don't wrong with that. Um, so here's another one that he found. Purely objectionable quote from Mary Fugit, which sounds like a bad word, but is it, it does. from Punxsutawney, Philadelphia, which is a great name, named after my good friend Phil, uh, who was killed by Mayor de Blasio. <laughs> Mayor de Blasio smashed on the ground. Smashed on the ground like a wretched foul fiend. Uh, this is what she said. Mary Fugit says, I don't think I can go back to it before. I don't think I fit into that life anymore. Hey, uh, that's that's gonna happen to people. That's not yeah. crazy. That's Especially going through time. like a once in a lifetime, um, life changing pandemic. Yeah. Once in a hundred years yep. pandemic. Yeah, you would think your life is gonna radically change. I, right. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. These these people aren't. Maybe crazy. his life. Maybe his life hasn't changed. Maybe that's I guess the problem. Not. I you know like. To be honest, my life hasn't changed as radically as some other people. It's it's in many ways improved, um, and I. But I still have sympathy for people whose yeah. lives have radically changed to, for 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 the worse. Here's another quote from Aline Mello. Okay, look, these names are made up. These are not real people. It can't Aline, be real people. Aline Mello. Jeffreen and Aline. No. No, they're just. This is like made up by Dr. Seuss, and he's yeah. a racist. I realize yeah. that now. Uh, this is from uh, Aline Mello in Marietta, Georgia. Is that a real place? That Marietta. is a Mar- That's near me. Made that up. You're not a real person. Okay, here's the quote. I am not. I am not going to try to be polite anymore. I'm going to hopefully become a less behaved, less likable, ballsier, more outspoken, more dangerous woman. It All just these sounds rules- like something AOC would say. Yeah, you're right. All these rules I had followed, these rules will not save me. Okay, that one, he's right about that one. That, that one's just, that one's that one's just dumb. Like, don't, you know, don't be less behaved. You can be no. more authentic and uh, still be behaved. Right. Okay, so he responds, what level of narcissist do you have to be to spend a year not living and decide that you what you needed to do coming out of it was to invest in quote falling back in love with yourself <laughs> yeah I, I can see that a little I, you know, narcissistic people, it is and and people have been doing that even before the pandemic there's a whole weird like self-care this is what i've said i think i tweeted about this this whole self-care industry yes. i feel which like is this, heavy on instagram which is one of your favorite places to congregate yeah well that's because the hipsters are are gentrifying the the Gentrifying the country, bringing hipsterism to every, everywhere. And taking over Instagram with their self-help videos, self-help gurus. Some of those are great. But no, if, if, if it's about egotism, if it's made an excuse for egotism, and yeah, there's a problem there. Um, there is a weird self-care industry that's odd. And I think it's like... It's quasi-religious. 
it's quasi yes it's quasi religious and it's all it's doing is providing an excuse for wealthy rich mostly white women to pamper themselves and pretend as if they deserve it yes and the poor white women and the poor uh pocs not aoc but people of color not aoc not not alexandria of color um but uh, but other people who are poor who cannot afford to pamper themselves with self-care like you can't participate in this instagram industry but these rich people can and so there's i think there's a very small sliver of people who can afford to pamper themselves and aren't i think if right. you can afford it you do it you know what i mean right. we don't need this industry to like persuade you to spend money on yourself most people are pretty uh pretty they're pretty capable of that yeah yeah they can figure that out for themselves but uh but let's see uh most of these respond he says most of these respondents are from places where they likely don't have to walk more than 20 minutes to find someone who is homeless and yet you dear Anik, he's responding to one of them are concerned with another made-up name Anik, yeah who are these people (laughs) are concerned with, quote, toxic assumptions about work? Good God, log off, go outside. See, that's unfair. This is the quote he's talking about. From Anecdal in Minneapolis, who clearly doesn't exist, uh, quote, I've had such toxic assumptions about work, what hard work is, and how if you do it, it means you are a good person. Now I'm not even sure the work I do in a day means anything. It has shown me how fallible all our thinking is. I actually don't there's have nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Nothing wrong with that. There's look. Yeah. There's a lot of work that people do because they just need to, and they need to make money, and they realize that there's not a lot of meaning in it aside from them earning money to buy food for their uh, for their family, and uh, like George Bush said, to put food on their families. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dana. He said it. He said it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say. Um, poor Chosley. <laughs> yeah, I poor Chosley on that quote, but. Uh, but yeah, so to be upset that someone is finding about toxic assumptions about work when there's homeless people outside, I come on, I don't, I, it's a little too much. I don't know, like leave people alone. It's not that bad. It's not. <laughs> leave animals alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these people are clearly made up, but uh, but one yeah, one of those so names th- are real. <laughs> not one of them. Not one of them. Um. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so I don't know, maybe his other stuff is good, but that one I was like, dude, just calm down. We don't have to be outraged about everything, everything. There are true idiots. We don't have to search out. We don't have to like, uh, you know, make them up for ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, well, I think we're good unless you got, well, you don't have any list, so. I don't. I got yeah. no list. No. Yeah. Listless. You're listless again. Listless again. Wow. (laughs) Must be tough. Must be tough. Um, Well, uh, I think uh, we should be good. I hope that all our listeners don't feel like they pour Josely when they listen (laughs) to the podcast. But They they picked us because they pour Josely. Yeah. That's why they listen. Let me ask you this. Are you... uh, are you uh, inculcating your uh, your little child into the the violent um, uh, tradition of cascarones for Easter, or oh are, are you protecting him from that? I'm protecting him from the cascarones oh, side of his family, but mainly because it, man, that's a lot of work, sir. Making cascarones yeah, is a lot of work. I remember, I remember. Okay, so 
So here's the, here's the deal, man. My my family very hardworking. Uh, my 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 mom and my dad were both very hardworking. We did not do cascarones. <laughs> that takes forever. I mean, like forever, and they're gone not, in like fifteen yeah, minutes. It's just not much of a payoff. So for people, I explained this the last podcast. But for people who don't know, they're um they're little party favors, and uh, and you know Mexicans are poor. We can't afford to buy you know plastic eggs and whatever. But so we did they're have really, chickens. We had we had chicken poops. Yeah, so, did you have chicken? Do you have chicken? Yeah, coops? my grandparents did. They had chicken coops. They had chickens. Yeah. Yeah. It's until the uh, until the uh, the white people from the code enforcement took them. What rude! I know. That is, that is awful. Terrible. <laughs> so, uh, so this is what you do: you take an egg, um, you poke two holes in it, one larger than the other, and then you blow really hard into the smaller hole to blow all the egg out of the larger hole. Don't get it backwards because you'll pass out. It's happened too many times. Many, many times. And then you wash out the inside of the egg, and you have to wash it out well. Or when you smash your uncle with your cascarone, you're gonna give him an infection of uh, of salmonella, and he's gonna die. And because uh, we didn't have Obamacare back then, so um, so then you fill it. So you tape up one side, and then you fill it with uh, confetti. Um, confetti and uh, um, uh, little uh, glass shards if you're a gang member. <laughs> and uh, and then you close up the other side and you decorate it like a regular Easter egg. And then you you chase around smaller members of your family and you smash them on their heads. Right. And it's supposed to be and fun. you smash them on their heads very hardly. That's that's what you do. Very, very hardly. Hard. You do. Very. Yeah. Uh, I'm the Mexican tradition that has poor Chosley because they... That's not a good thing. But yeah, you're right. It was just so much effort for a very small payoff. I don't think we ever did it. That's like like tamales. Like, you do tamales. Oh my gosh, my aunt used to make tamales. Nobody else since then has ever made them. They're a lot of work. They're so much work. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when we lived in Florida, we used to be able to buy cascarones at, like, Walgreens. (laughs) (laughs) This is weird. I have never seen cascarones for sale. Yes, you, yeah, we would be able to go. Now, the only year we did cascarones is when I could find them at Walgreens, which I got to say was kind of weird to yeah, walk into weird. Walgreens and find them, but I could buy them there, and we have yeah. not done them since. So there's this funny um, comedian who is also so a white Hispanic, and I sent uh-huh. it to Soup, and it showed how he celebrated Easter on his white side and on his yeah. Mexican side. <laughs> and it's so very true to form because yeah. on the white side, it's like you're finding these little decorated plastic eggs and they have money inside. <laughs> yeah. And on the Mexican side, they were attacking each other with cascarones or there was one egg that had like 27, 27 cents in it. Yeah, 27 cents, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, that was great because the first part is him being white, and he looks white, so you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then he starts talking in like, uh, like a, like a, uh, like a American um, Mexican, and right. it's really weird to hear him like all of a sudden change to American Mexican. It's right. funny, but uh, but yeah, that was a great, great video. Anyway, wow, I'm excited. I want to go find some cascarones. Yeah. You said you saw them at Walgreens. They probably not. I saw Walgreens them at anymore. Walgreens. They used to be at Walgreens at Easter time. Okay, we have Walgreens here, but I don't think they have. I've never seen those. It is so up. weird. I mean, like, we wouldn't expect yeah. to find cascarones at Walgreens. Oh. I've never seen them for sale anywhere. That's what very surprising. Happened? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, 
buy some and and uh, make sure you're how what is your boy like a quarter Mexican? He is only a quarter Mexican. That is true. Yes. All right. Well, he might be successful then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's really bad. That right. was awful. Really leave on that on that uh, sour. So, all right. Well, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me hoarding Twitter. Hoarding Twitter. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Hoarding catch-up <laughs> packets on Twitter. Hoard <laughs> 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 chosenly. Yeah, you can, you can see me hoarding ki- uh, kitchen fingers. Kitchen fingers? That was it. Yeah. So I could see that. You can stuff that in your rectum. And you sound like you got oh, you were like lying. you were so a lying corn cob stuck up your ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and you're gone.